a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscerned. This week on the Pete the Planner show, we talk to a woman who her and her wife are hustling hard to save money. They want to reach financial independence earlier than you do. But there's a little bump in the road. And by bump in the road, I mean bump and how does that work baby bump bun in the oven i don't there's a baby involved and i get so excited about that uh she joins me now her name is virginia hello virginia hi pete i may or may not have increased my caffeine intake today and this could be bad for you virginia that's fine okay so uh okay so give us did i say this right Uh, you and your wife are like aggressively saving and there's a baby on the way in march your first baby you're very excited and you wonder how this is going to impact your dream to become financially independent soon is that is that is that accurate yeah that's pretty accurate um it's become quite an obsession of mine this financial independence kick and it has hopefully helped us as we start expanding our family, we're expecting in mid-March, which we're really excited about. Uh, my wife is expecting. I'm thankfully not. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I. So so let, let's start here. Um, for those that follow along with this show, we know we use power percentage to help us understand a person's uh, income efficiency. How efficient are you with your income? And Virginia, you and your wife, who we gave the fake name of Mary. Um, your power percentage as a couple is 35%, which is perfect. You have a perfect power percentage because you are so aggressively trying to accumulate assets. Does that mean you are stress-free or does that mean you are a very stressed person? Well, I, I'll, I'll say we're somewhere in the middle. I feel, um, I feel really confident with our current saving strategy, but I don't know... I don't know where we're going. I don't know how things are going to change. So I'm stressed about the future. Well, before we get into the numbers, which we're about to, let me give you my one piece of parenting advice that I, I only give one. I only give one. Well, there's two. One, find a liquor, a liquor that you really like, preferably a brown liquor that helps. Number two, um, no one knows what they're doing. And you should take solace in that. Like no parent knows what they're doing. And sometimes you get so consumed not knowing what you're doing. But then I'm always like, oh yeah, idiots have done this. It's okay. And that's my only piece of advice. Okay, let's get into the numbers. Uh, You should, it's really good advice. Your total annual income as a household, $142,500. How does that split between you and your wife? So it's pretty even. Um, I earn about 2,500 than she does. 2500 more or less? Sorry, you cut out. More. Okay. And your net monthly income is $6,670. And then on a monthly basis, based on what your employers are also putting into your retirement accounts, you're adding $2,640 a month to retirement accounts, which explains your $154,000 balance of your retirement accounts. How old are you two? So I'm 33 years old and my wife is 30. Okay. 
Robin the Cradle Theorem is pretty big age difference. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so 33 and 30. Uh, you've got $27,000 saved. What is that specifically for in terms of short-term savings? So 20000 of it we've set aside as an emergency fund, okay. which we don't plan on touching in, unless it's an emergency, which hopefully a baby is not one. No. And then 7500 is our baby fund. Okay, so what what is that to do? Like pay for like delivery costs and doctor's bills and things like that? Yeah, it's to pay for delivery costs, doctor's bills. Um, we're hoping that a lot of those doctor bills are behind us, but we know they're not entirely. Okay. And then also we would, we're hoping that my wife can take six months off from her job. So also salary replacement. Okay, so that's genius, right? You've already put in place salary replacement, which so many couples don't do so kudos to you for that how okay so then the natural question then becomes what's the daycare plan six months after that yeah um so that's definitely something we started looking at this past weekend we now have a list of places <laughs> to contact and thankfully there are some in our area that will do part-time daycare um, and we don't have to pay for full-time daycare if she should go back to work part-time uh, but the costs seem to be about a thousand for part time, like two or three day, to two thousand a month for five day a week okay. care for us. So that's definitely an expense that we're we're grappling with. And then the other thing is her mother and aunt live in the area, and so we also have mentioned, we've hinted very hard <laughs> <laughs> that you know should they love babies, yeah, and especially ours. Um, any pitching in of, of baby watching would be wonderfully well, well received by us. So my awkward question of the day, uh, which always goes to the podcast caller, sorry. Um, <laughs> do you fine. think your, your family is, is done after that, or do you have plans to have more than one child? No, we do have plans to have more than one child, and we've actually purchased enough donor material in order to have one or two more. Okay. So at least that won't be a recurring expense when we try again. And when do you think that would be? I mean, I told you, I guess this is the, the second part of the awkward question. When <laughs> when will that be? Like, when, when, when will that be? Yeah, we're thinking in the next two to three years we would start trying. Okay. So here's the thing. I think when there's a young family with young children, it is a period of everyone's life in which you simply run on a treadmill financially. That's it. You, you try not to go backwards. You try to not compromise your stability. And some of those long-term goals don't get the sort of fuel that you have traditionally been putting towards those goals. I mean, you, I think in your note to us, you said you wanted to retire originally somewhere from in the 55-year-old range. Is that right? Yeah. Do you have pensions, by great. the way? Did you mention, do either of you have a pension? So I have a pension. I work for the federal government, so okay. I have a pension through them. All right. And, and, and uh, according to something I saw the other day, uh, the budget got approved so the government's not shutting, shutting down. So that's good for you, right? Hey, that's exciting. I'll continue getting stuck. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. So you have a, you have a federal pension, which would kick in at 55 based on term, years of service and all of that. So that's a good thing. Well, I think it would kick in at 57 because I'm young. My minimum retirement age is higher. Okay. And then so, but your wife does not have a pension. No. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have any debts? 
So we currently have a mortgage. Okay. And we have a car loan that is at 0% interest, so we're not paying that in, in any way faster than we need to. Sure. So the mortgage, um, what, what's, the, what's the deal there? How much uh, do you owe, and when will it be paid off at its current pace? So we have 135600 remaining on a 30-year mortgage. Okay. We've owned the house, I think, eight years now, um, but we do put extra principal payment. We were putting an extra 325 although I changed that this morning to 100 because uh, I want to get a little bit more in our savings account as we look about setting up the house for an impending child, we realized there's some renovation projects we should probably tackle. How much are you putting in your savings, whether it be the baby fund or the emergency fund, on a monthly basis right now? Uh, I think I wrote that down. You seem very organized. More organized than I am, for sure. (laughs) Uh, We put in about uh, between 1,000 to 1,200. Okay. So here's an interesting aspect to, to that. If your wife goes part-time after the baby, um, you will have already fully funded your emergency fund. You will have already fully funded the baby fund. So that is that 1000 to 1200 bucks a month. I don't want to say it's unnecessary to put that towards savings, but it doesn't put you out anything, you know what I mean, by not putting that in savings every month. Right. So that's, that's one important element. But then there's the other side of that, is if your wife is working part-time, not as much money is going towards her retirement plan deposits, and I don't know how that affects her match, but I assume it's not like she would drop below the match number, right? Right, and I also, we're not sure if she goes to part-time, whether they offer retirement to part-time workers, Mm. but we're hoping to negotiate that with them when she has the conversations. Has she began to discuss that with them, or are they sort of like wondering what's gonna happen? So she's mentioned to them that when she comes back, she wants to come back in a different capacity. She currently um, manages a staff and works full-time um, in a position that is not very flexible. It's very on, she has to be on-site five days a week. So she's hoping to come back into a position that's more administrative and that would be flexible. All right. So, but then of course the other factor in that too is you have to factor in if, if you go part-time, Whereas you don't have to save the $1,200, you do then have the $1,000 a month in uh, childcare expenses right. on top of that. You know, look, nothing, nothing has scared me here. Okay. Your plan, this is a perfect example of a couple who really pays attention to their fight. Does your wife pay attention to this stuff as much as you do? Or are you like the, the money Nazi here? Yeah, pretty much. It's the latter. Yeah, well, you know, every relationship sort of like that. I mean, we have, we do have conversations about it, but I think it's a lot of nodding on her end. I have the, I have a lot of time um, because I commute to work, and okay. so I've been slowly reading through every finance book I can get my hands on. Well, I assume you're not driving then. No, I take the train. Okay. See, as a Midwesterner, for someone to say, my, I have a long commute and I read, I can just imagine someone causing wrecks on the interstate. But as an East Coast person, <clears throat> it's a train. Okay, anyway. Um, so I, th- I really think w- this boils down to the uncomfortable nature of this is, A, not knowing how to parent, which everyone goes through, and B, you're not going to be saving as aggressively as you had previously. And the real question becomes, 
what period of time uh, will it be until you get back on the savings horse the way you've been going? So what do you think the answer to that is? If you have children in another two years and then you have part-time again, the kids don't get in school fully for till eight years from now until they're in kindergarten, like what do you think about that? I mean, for me, that's scary to it, think that we're putting it on hold for that long. It's a little scary, but it's also high standards because you're right. you're investing so much harder. That's a good good word than everyone else. But it is a little intimidating that you won't be able to be full go at the earliest until age forty one for you. Which is then 14 years from when you would want to retire. I mean, with simple compounding, uh, so you are 22 years ish away from wanting to retire. You have $150,000. It would double probably, let's call it three times by the time you retire. So one, and that's without other any other deposits. So 150 becomes three, three becomes six, six becomes 1.2 million dollars. So it, it's, it's reasonable to say, even without other deposits, you'd have $1.2 million by the time you look to retire. And with deposits, I mean, it could arguably be double that. Hmm. What do you do with the life insurance? You guys update your life insurance yet? Yeah, that's the next step. I need to create a will and I need to do life insurance. I have a policy my mom took out on me as a child, but I need to get my own. You totally need to get your own. I mean, generally 10 times your income, but if you've read every personal finance book on your commute on a train, uh, chance. Have you ever run into Joe Biden on the train? Didn't you take a train to work when that is all thing? I wish that would be the best thing, but they actually clear the car he's in. Oh. Well, that's not. Well, they make it seem like he's there, like rubbing elbows with people with lunchboxes. No, boxes. he used to. He used to, but they now clear the platform. At least when he was when he was actively serving as vice president, yeah. the Secret Service would clear the train station. That makes sense. I mean, that seems fair, right? So, yeah. So no, it's totally fair. But when he was a senator, yeah, he sat with with people on the train. But I don't. I don't commute from Delaware. So I think what you need to do with your uh, wife, fake name Mary, because then it's Virginia Mary, like Virgin Mary. We discovered that right before we went to air and it got real <laughs> awkward for everybody involved. But what you need to discuss with fake name Mary is how long uh, of a time period are you willing to not go full throttle? That will affect daycare decisions. That will affect whether she stays home part-time or full-time. Um, and frankly, I think it may bump back your goal to age 60 because I think right. you're going, in order to make this work, you're going to have to lean on your qualified assets, which come more readily available at age 59 and a half. Right. Do, are, are your uh, long-term investments, are they in Roth vehicles or are they in traditional vehicles? Do you know? We have both. What, what do you say the um, bulk is? in traditional at the moment but i am thinking about during the period where she's off for six months and our income drops i'm thinking about converting my rollover into a Roth. you should host this show i mean you really should host this show you you know you know what you're doing right you, you seem a lot more interesting than i am right? so like <laughs> you should do this you have got good stories about working for the federal government you probably know a secret handshake or two do you? Do you know? I, well, I don't know any secret handshake, uh, but I definitely have an interesting workplace. Oh, uh, I see. Every time we have so many 
uh, government employees on this show. It's unbelievable. We really do. And we never really say what people do because it just doesn't feel appropriate. Uh, but man, we have some interesting folks on this show. Any other questions I can answer for you right now? I don't think so. I mean, the only other thing we're really grappling with, but I think needs to be put on the back burner is we don't have enough bedrooms for two kids. Mm -hmm. So we are going to have to move. Not yeah. immediately, but once we have two toddlers, I think we're going to, we're going to need another bedroom. Yeah. So yeah. The house fund, which I've, which is also on, in my back burner of funding. Uh, goals. I think I'm, I'm just putting on hold until we, we figure out where we're going. Is there anything currently in a housing fund? So I've been sort of thinking about that my fund is um, our tax loan account, which has about uh, 5800 in it. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would say this, that when your wife changes her employment status, as long as your power percentage doesn't plummet, you should be okay, right? If, if you see it go down from 35 to 15, that's a problem because it, it, it should stay somewhat proportionate based on the fact that mm -hmm. it's gonna be based on whatever your household income is. If you right. see it plummet, then, then you would wanna stay in this period of time, this five-year period of time, you want to try to tighten that time frame up. If it stays consistent, then you could probably stretch to eight years without compromising your entire financial life, if that makes sense. Right. No, that makes sense. All right. Well, we're excited. We want to know, like, we get baby pictures from people when they come on the show and they say, oh, we're having a baby. And then later they send us a I'm picture. I'm happy to send baby pictures. I love babies. We had a baby. Did you know we had a baby at this office? Not like the birth didn't happen no. here. We have a bring your baby to work program. So one of our vice presidents uh, had a baby last year. And so we had an office baby for six months. Oh, uh, that's pretty wonderful. It was great. We like the baby was in our meeting. We called her the vice president of morale and she'd be in our <laughs> meetings. Like I'd be on a, a difficult call and I'd not with you, but I'd get off a call and I'd go like play with the baby and Frank, yeah. my producer, Nicole and the baby were best friends. Like it, it was, it was great. So uh, for all out there in the uh, power to uh, allow your coworkers to bring a baby to work, do it. It's a wonderful thing for the family and it's a wonderful thing for the coworkers and that's your public service announcement for the day. Virginia, thank you for being on the show and we want pictures of your baby. I'm happy to send them. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for this week. If you want to send pictures of your baby to us, I mean, it's a little creepy to ask for people's baby pictures, but if you're on the show and you talk about your baby, I want to see your pic. That's a great situation. I love people like Virginia. I love all people. I don't love all people, but I like all people who are trying for their financial life uh, to make it better. Virginia, uh, high standards. Her stress comes from her high standards. When you say you want to retire in your 50s, in today's day and age, and you're only 33, you are putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And I don't want to call it unnecessary pressure because it's, it's your call to say whether it's necessary or not. Anytime you're going to add people to your family, however you get them there, it's about how long of a period can you sustain your financial stability, sustain stability, that's right, uh, until the other person has to go back to work full time. Uh, even in my household, when, when we had our second child, we took Mrs. Planner completely out of the workforce, which affected our financial situation. And ultimately we made the decision that it was okay for to her to not go back to work uh, anytime soon. Right, but that's just a tough decision, and sometimes emotions obviously play a role in that. 
but plan as far ahead as you can. Unfortunately, I see couples make the decision in the month or two before the baby is here and it is a disaster. That's all that we have time for, but I've already said that, then I kept going, but I'm gonna stop now. If you wanna be on the show, be on the show. Go to petetheplanner.com slash podcast. Apply to be on the show. We wanna to talk to you. We wanna to talk to you about power percentage. We wanna to talk to you about keeping it higher. I need to drink less caffeine. I'm gonna shut the show down. I need to collapse. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is Michelle. This is for information purposes only. Not the central planning the flights. Consult a ventral divisor. All right, you follow the podcast. How do I know this? Because you're listening right now. You might have even read one of our blogs or one of our books. But there's a whole other side of this Pete the Planner empire that you know nothing about until today. It's called your money line. It is the complete financial solution for employers. There's this whole world and it's called financial wellness. Sounds like nothing, but it's something. It's a benefit that comes to you via your employer. It helps you manage your financial life to get answers to your financial questions. Well, your money line, the company of which I am the chief executive officer, one of the leading companies in this world that deals with financial wellness. If you are an HR person or a, in the position of leadership within your organization, go to yourmoneyline.com and schedule a demo today. If you are a wholesome, wonderful employee, reach out to your HR person and send them to yourmoneyline.com. It's time to get Pete in your workplace. Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? 